0: I'd rather see a topless trans man than a topless trans woman. Just saying. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I thought of another opening. Are trans men the future of women's sports? Or are trans women the future of women's sports? Coming up on the... You get the idea. Alright, I want to throw in a clip here from the Red Scare Podcast, since I'm sure all my listeners don't listen to it. Um... They're like communists, which I don't agree with. I'm not a communist. I mean, they're—I think I'm sure they're way richer than me, rich communists. You know, you know the type. But they are kind of anti-woke, so that's the part I like. And like I was saying, one of them is the mother of a newborn, so I do feel comfortable like speaking for people of other races, genders, and sexualities. But I don't know. I'm not sure if I. Basically, I could speak for mothers. I could speak for mothers all across the world. No problem. And you know, I'd be right. I'd be the most right about issues facing mothers, but I generally just, I find it distasteful. I don't want to speak for mothers. Like, you know, should you give babies a vaccine? I mean, I don't care. You can inject babies with whatever the heck you want. It's on the baby. It's a personal decision made by the baby And if they can't fight back enough to uh, stop the injections, then that's on them. But okay, let's listen to a clip so you know what I'm talking about. The baby got COVID. He recovered quickly. Like, in a day. He had a fever and sniffles. Yeah. Which, actually, I've become an even more conservative COVID truther because I think, like, what's going on with children and COVID is, Mm. is just immoral and perverted. And, like, it's... Horrible. Yeah. We're literally sacrificing the most important people in our society for the least important people. Yeah. No offense, old people. Yeah, no, but it's it's horrific and I they really do not need to be vaccinated or masked and like I It's It's actively harmful to mask them and to vaccinate them. They're like literally fine. Yeah. So there's a clip. Uh it actually makes me think like what is the most valuable age of human? I don't think it's babies. I mean, babies, whatever, they're not that valuable. You're basically, you're about to put a whole, if you want to make a good human being in America, you have to put in, I don't know what it is, like $200,000 into an infant to turn them into a good adult. And, you know, that's probably, that might be a community college baby, not a whatever, master's in physics baby. Now, on the other hand, obviously, you know, retired people, they're pretty much worthless i mean they just they take money they don't make money they take money i mean you know what was important about them was that they had kids and worked for 40 years so i think actually i mean you know human beings are made to think that things with big eyes and big heads are cute aka babies but i think in fact the most valuable age of human it's probably in like the 18 to 25 range like economically, uh, a 25-year-old with a I don't know PhD in electrical engineering—they're probably worth 10 babies, 20 babies—and I think you know retired people are negative. So basically, and they're you know, and they're also more valuable than like all the retired people in America put together. So I'm listening to the new Red Scare, and they're talking about. I guess New York Magazine had a trans something on the cover. Anyways, made me think of something. So, the University of Pennsylvania, which is one of the ten Ivy Leagues, or eight Ivy League universities. Like Harvard, Yale, Princeton, you know. Their uh, swim team has been getting in the news lately because they have a trans woman on the women's team. So, born a man identifies as a woman and she's like huge and broad-shouldered etc and I think she like set some I don't know if she set like absolute world records but she was setting you know maybe like for this for this uh meet that goes back a 100 years or whatever she's setting records for that kind of stuff anyways people who like to talk about that you know trans athletes and basically people who think it's not fair to women Uh, they like to talk about her, and so there was talk, this has been going on for maybe the last month or something, and it's like, oh, you know, this person's going to go win all the records, things are completely over for women athletes in this sport. I don't know what it is, 400 meter, not dash, but whatever, you know, stuff like that. The 100 meter something something, swimming something. I think it was the 100 meter, some sort of swimming, and then the 400 meter relay. Well, so... So University of Pennsylvania went up against Yale in a swim meet the other day. And a trans man, like, kicked the trans woman's ass in those races. So that's kind of interesting. And they're saying that the trans man is not on steroids. Or sorry, not sorry, not on testosterone. Okay, so anyway, it's kind of interesting, right? So a trans man, that's someone who's born as a woman. So this person is born as a woman competes in women's swimming and then this other person is born as a man competes in women's swimming I think you know for obvious reasons no one ever goes and competes in men's swimming or men's sports at all because then they wouldn't be the world's greatest you know or have a chance at being great or probably even good you know even mediocre anyway so the I heard I heard about this match but I didn't see a picture of it, so I went, you know, Google image searching for a picture of this, the trans man, the one who's born a woman, and there it was, I found a picture of him, and like, you know, whatever, he, he does not wear a bikini. He wears Speedos, so you know, you're going to a women's, uh, <laughs> a women's swim meet, and one of them's wearing Speedos, you'd be like, oh, can I see some Tatas? But the answer was, this person had had top surgery, had had the, all their breast flesh cut out of them with a scalpel. And they, I mean, they looked like a, they looked like a man, pretty much. They were a trans man; they looked like a man. I mean, they were in better physical shape than I've ever been. Or, you know, I mean, that, that doesn't say nothing. They're in better physical shape than most men have ever been in. And I think you could see the, um... You know, there's some big scars around where the breasts would have been. Um, Other than that, basically look just like a normal dude. Well, dude can mean either man or woman. So, a normal man. I guess I will say for athletes, like this person was very muscular, but they were not ripped, you know, where you get to like low body fat and you can see the muscles. They have like a layer of, you know, kind of like baby fat over their muscles. So, I mean, they're on something. They're on something because. There's no way a woman can get as muscular as this person is, but apparently it's not testosterone. There's something else you can take, and then it's allowed in women's swimming, or at least, at least in this match. So I guess kind of what's my point on that? Well, you heard all my points, but here's the other point, is like maybe we can use false accusations of transphobia so that we can see... Women topless, or whatever, so we can see breasts, more breasts, more nipples. Free the nipple. Maybe we can use false accusations of transphobia so we can see a bunch of nipples. Uh, that would be pretty sweet. I think there was an Instagram, you know, because like, you know, you can be a trans, a trans man, right? That's a born a woman. A trans man can just say, hey, I'm a trans man. And that's all they have to do. They don't have to take no nothing. They don't have to do no surgeries. They don't have to do nothing. And then when they take their shirt off, you know, so some 18-year-old was a smoking hot woman. She just says, hey, everyone, I'm a trans man and you're transphobic if you don't let me take off my shirt. I mean, you know, you see the benefit in that. I believe there was a, you know, Instagram model of some sort who who basically did that. Because Instagram does not allow nipples. And I think someone built up a big following on Instagram. I mean, I think they did identify as a man, I guess. But, uh, anyways, they had breasts and nipples that were exactly like a woman. And, you know, I was, I guess, you know, maybe the only, if you're the only person on all of Instagram who's, a, who's basically able to go topless, uh, you can build up a nice big follower base real quick. So the Red Scare Girls, um, They're talking about a recent New York Magazine cover, it had a trans man on the cover, and I guess the blurb, the writing on the cover was something like, I don't need a penis to feel like a man, but I need a penis to feel like myself. And one of the Red Scare Girls is saying, uh, apparently you, you cut out some thigh muscle and roll it into a tube and that's how you make a penis? I mean, I'm not a doctor, do not try this at home. I think I seen the this cover. I seen I think I've seen a picture of the cover of this New York magazine floating around the internet somewhere. And I think again, right, it's it's a topless picture. Or I don't know, there's a lot of skin. I guess uh, maybe like showing the scar on the thigh that you make the penis out of. Showing the top surgery. I mean you know, if you if you go to the trouble of having bottom surgery, you definitely have had top surgery already, if you know what I mean. Top surgery is breast related bottom surgery is, you know what? But anyways, there was a topless trans man on the cover, and the thing that was, no- the Red Scare Lady noticed this, but it's like the hist to weight hist, hist? The hip to waist ratio is like obviously that of someone born as a woman. So it just makes it look strange. And anyways, the Red Scare Lady, like she got the magazine, Maybe, maybe she had a baby or something, and she got a care package. So it had a bunch of stuff in it, including this one issue of New York Magazine. And I guess she had it in the hallway of her house, you know, wherever you, wherever she keeps her magazines or whatever. And it was face up, and after a while she had to turn it face down because she didn't like that magazine looking at her all the time. Alright, then the Red Scare ladies are talking about uh, covid One of them has an interesting story. She got hospitalized like crazy. Okay, they both caught it. One of them was vaccinated. It was like nothing to her. The other one is... She's a new mom. I think both of them are like Russian, Jewish descent. I haven't seen pictures of them, but their voices sound real hot. And the picture associated with their podcast is a tramp stamp that says Red Scare. But, so... The one lady, the new mom, who was not vaccinated, she got COVID, and it led to a inf- inflammatory response like arthritis. Like, it went on for weeks. She couldn't walk. She couldn't move her wrists. She's like, oh, you know, the, the two examples that, that, were, that were known of before me, where people got this uh, arthritic response, they were both vaccinated. So, I mean, I don't know. But anyways, she was in the hospital. she could barely move uh and she's like, "Well, hopefully my one year old baby remembers something about me, but she lived, and I guess she's fighting with her doctors. they want her to get a booster. I don't know they must have vaccinated her. I don't know, I guess they want her to get vaccinated, and she still doesn't want it and who knows, maybe with her particular uh you know it's almost like a it's almost like an allergic reaction, you know maybe maybe she's the one person in America where Vaccine will kill you. Who knows? Or several people. Yeah, they just came out with a new stat. The CDC lady, uh, Rochelle Walensky. I used to think she was hot. but I mean, she's hot for like a 60-year-old. But I've seen, you know, from different... It depends on the angle. From the side, she's less hot. I don't know why. But in any case, of the people who were vaccinated and died from COVID, um, 75% of them had four or more comorbidities, you know, fat, old, diabetes, etc. And I don't really have anything to say about that other than, I mean, you know, I'm anti-woke, but that doesn't mean that I support people on the right when they're BSing, you know, when they're spreading misinformation, because they do it too. But basically, a lot of people were like, they left out the when vaccinated, and they just said 75% of people with, who died from COVID had four comorbidities, which would basically mean the only thing that matters is how many co- comorbidities you have. But in fact, it's when you're vaccinated. So the, so the answer is, when you're vaccinated, the only thing that matters is how many co- comorbidities you have. And I guess if you're unvaccinated, then whatever. You uh, still may get sick. You'll probably, whatever, you'll get more sick. Less com- comorbidities. Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke, and thanks for listening.